of every Lazarus, your voice is calling me out. And right now, I know you're able, and my God, come through again. You can do all things, you can do all things, but fail, cause you never lost a battle, you never lost a battle. Jericho, my walls are all crashing down. Right now, I know you're able. My God, come through again. You can do all things. You can do all things, but Fire, fire. 
Fire, fire, 
5.30 this morning. I didn't really want to be wakened up at 5.30 this morning because I've had a long extended weekend as many of you have in ministry, but it's been powerful. But the Lord woke me up. See, sometimes we think something's over or ended when it's not. And the Lord saw, tell the people, don't miss out. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. The Lord has more, and he's saying, don't miss out. Don't miss out. Don't look, be looking in the other direction. Don't be like the, the older brother in the story of the prodigal son that's offended because you know what? They're having a party and I don't really know what it's all about. Come on into the party. You're invited into the party. Don't be like Martha who she, Jesus was right there for her to worship. She got busy with all the stuff to do, the worries of the world to do. Don't be busy with the worries of the world when the Lord is saying, I'm here. I'm right here for you. I'm right here to touch you. I'm right here to fill you. I'm right here to love you. I'm right here to teach you. I'm right here to give you direction. I'm right here, Martha. You don't have to be worried. Some of us can be like Martha. We're drawing people out to the worries of the world. And the Lord is saying, stop it. Bring them into my presence. Come on. Lord is saying, don't miss out. Do not miss out. You know, Esau, Esau was the firstborn of Jacob, of Isaac. Esau and Jacob were the, the brothers. And Isaac, when it came time to be blessed, we know the story, but sometimes we misunderstand the story. Because Jacob, Rachel tells Jacob to get on that, that, put some sheep wool on him and stuff so that Isaac, who is blind, when he comes to pray over Jacob, he thinks it's Esau. But he prays the blessing of the first son, the great blessing, over Jacob. And then Esau comes in later and he wants the blessing and his father Isaac says, I've already given the blessing. It's already been there. And Esau, it says Esau cries bitterly about it. So Jacob summons another blessing, but it's not the magnitude of the blessing of Jacob. But see, this is the issue with Esau. Because God had now assigned the firstborn to be Jacob because Esau had given away his birthright because he became fleshly. He had his sights on what his belly wanted. He was hungry for the world. And so, and he thought more of his hunger in his flesh or what his flesh wanted than what he valued spiritually. Okay, I'm, going, I'm already going deep right now. So what he did is he said, this was, this was his private interaction with his brother Jacob. His father and mother were not a part of this. This was Jacob and Esau's private interaction. Jacob saw the benefit of the spiritual blessing. Jacob saw the benefit 
He saw the value over the things in the physical realm. The things where our flesh, it filled the, you know, I'm hungry. My belly's, I'm hangry right now. I will sell my soul. That's what Esau did. And did you know there's always the challenge for our lives to default to what our flesh is hungry for? Rather than the sacrifice in the moment to say, I'm choosing the things of the Spirit. I'm choosing the things of the Lord. Let us. See, this is what the Lord is saying. Do not miss out. Esau missed out. Esau, in our in the scripture, forever misses out because he chose the things of the flesh and prioritized them. Let me just say the word priority. Because we miss out, Holy Spirit, we miss out when our priorities are wrong. We miss out on what God wants to say to us, how God wants to fill us, the anointing that he has for us. And then we wonder, and then we wonder as we journey through 2023, why we feel defeated, why we're wiped out, why we feel like we don't have resources anymore. Why we're, we're almost, almost crippled because of the storms of life. Reminds me of the parable in Matthew 25. And yes, Pastor David, this is my exhortation right now. The parable of Matthew 25 is the parable of the ten virgins. If you remember the story that Jesus told, there were five virgins that just brought just enough oil. And there were the other five virgins waiting for the bridegroom to come to celebrate the wedding feast who brought more, more oil. They came prepared. They had extra oil. And in the end of the day, Scripture says, the five that just said, I'm just going to do just enough. I'm just going to be at church. I'm going to be, I'm going to just, I'm going to, can I boil it down for you? I'm going to be at church just enough. But the only problem is you miss out. Because according to Jesus' story, the just enough didn't work. Because you don't know what's going to happen in your life. That's the thing. And in his story, he told, he says, you know what happens? The bridegroom gets delayed. And so, see, the oil was for their light so that they could keep moving forward. See, they had to have the light to guide their path, to keep them moving forward. The Holy Spirit is saying, this is the time to be filled with abundant oil, more than enough oil for your 2023. So that when you walk with the unexpected happening to you, which it will, you will have unexpected problems. You will have unexpected circumstances because bottom line, that's life. But the Lord has already given us the answer. Bring all the oil with you. 
and walk in my oil. Keep your tank filled with my oil. And if you do that, you're going to be where the bridegroom is. And the bridegroom is him. Come on. He wants you to know. This is not, I'm going to tell you, it's not a one and done. This is not a one and done. Oh, been there, done that. No, you haven't. You have not been into tomorrow yet. You have not been into 2023. You think you're one and done. You think, oh, I, you know what? I've been to a thirst conference or I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit once way back when. One and done. It's not one and done. It's daily. It's oil. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's presence. You know what? If I would tell some of you in this room, you would say, you know, the Super Bowl's coming around on the 12th of February. And I would say to you, you don't need to watch the Super Bowl. One and done. Go watch the one from last year. Been there, done that. You would all have a cow. No, it's not one and done. It's not one and done. It's a new thing. It's 2023 Super Bowl. Well, I'm telling you, this is 2023's outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and it's not one and done. It's not one and done. You need his presence. You need his oil. Amen. So right now, I know some of I got some football fans in this house. I got to know my football. I may not know my track and field, but I've got to know my football in this house. We're going to say right now, we're going to sing that song again, come, because it has to do with us welcoming. We're not just recognizing that God can do it. Now we're saying, come, come, come into my life. Even if you weren't at the first conference, it's time. It's, it, it, God has it for you right now. He wants to touch you. He wants to fill you. He wants to saturate you right now, right now, right now. Come on, let's sing that song. Come like a rain of fire. Come on. A mighty rushing
is coming to you in this room. There's many of you in this room that the Lord is saying to you, I'm inviting you not to miss out. The story, when I woke up at 5.30 this morning, this was the story it reminded me, the Lord reminded me of a story that has kind of been echoing through my spirit for this church, for people in this church, individuals in this church. And it's the story of Nathaniel's calling. And it says this, Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him and said of him, here is an Israelite indeed in whom there is no guile, nor deceit, nor duplicity. Not living one way on one day and living another life a different day. Nathanael said to Jesus, how do you know these things about me? And Jesus answered, before Philip called you, when you were still under the fig tree, I saw you. He's given a word of knowledge about Nathaniel. Showing Nathaniel, listen, I know you. I'm going to tell you, you think you walk in this room and this is when God knows you? No, he knew you all week long. He knew you exactly where you were. He knew exactly what you did the whole time. There is no secrets from God. And that's pretty much what Jesus is saying. Nathaniel answered, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus replied, because I said to you that I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe in me? You will see greater things than this. I'm going to say this. The Lord is saying, don't miss out. You will see greater things things than this the Lord is saying I've only just begun now many of you yesterday in our response time in our commissioning time you came up here and you covenant made you committed you committed to the baton that you're gonna pass and you know what the Lord is saying to you you will see greater things than this in other words those things that you are praying for, those things that you are, are integrated with your faithfulness to run the race. The Lord is saying, I'm going to do great things in your life. You're going to see great things happen to other people around you because of your faithfulness. See, when he's talking to Nathaniel, in that moment, he's welcoming Nathaniel into his mission into Jesus's mission as his disciples. And Nathaniel gets to be a part of God's miracles, of Jesus's miracles. What did I say it's gonna take to be a part of miracles? Does anybody remember? Grant and rigor, good job. Grant and rigor. Nathaniel is the one, one of the 12 that's taking his hands and cutting, not even cutting, breaking apart the oily fish, handing it, getting the hangry crowds of 15,000 plus people in order. He's part of the greater thing. He's part of watching Jesus do the greater thing and also being sent out to do the greater thing. And the Lord is saying, I am the same God. Jesus is saying to you, I am the same God. I am calling you out like I called Nathaniel. Greater, come on, 
this. Greater things. There are too many distracted Christians. Too many Esau Christians. Flesh Christians. Prioritizing the flesh. The things of the world over the spiritual things. And then they wonder why they're dried up. They wonder why they're confused. They wonder why they're fearful. They wonder why they're in bondage. They wonder why, and the Lord is saying, come on, I got more for you than that. I got way more. I'm inviting you in to be a part of what I'm doing. Holy Spirit, right now, Let's just, there's some of you, there's some of you already made a commitment. You already are in. There's others of you that you're on the fence. You're at a crossroads. You're on that fence because you don't want to be uncomfortable. You might have fear. You know you'll have change. And that's one thing that's really uncomfortable is I'm going to have to change some things. I got to change some ways. I got to change some priorities. I've got to discipline myself to do some things that I got to humble myself. Oh, that's a good one. Humble myself. Everybody that went to the baptism of the Holy Spirit retreat knows that humble yourself is big, but it's worth it. It's worth it. There are some of you in this room that you say, you know what you're talking about? I want. I want it theoretically, but stepping into it in my real life, in my real time, in 2023, I, I'm like on the fence. The Lord's calling me out today. Come follow me. Not half time, not part time, not three quarters time, not a quarter time. Come follow me. Okay, so if that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Okay, we got a few there. There we go. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on. All right. There we go. There we go. Holy Spirit. Okay, for those of you that are raising your hand, the Lord is, is just like the Nathaniel experience. He's saying, okay, greater things you're going to see. Because the fact is this, it takes a lot in a room like this to even raise your hand. And the Lord said, I see your hand. I see your humility in that. And the Lord is saying, okay, now though, it's not just that, that's the beginning. Now the Lord is saying, now I want you to covenant make with me. And how we do that is you're gonna have to tell somebody that that's what you're doing. So what I want you to do I'm going to step you even further in. I want you to grab somebody that's next to you or somebody you feel safe with. And I want you to say, that's me. What Pastor Lynn is talking about, that's me. Right now, do it. See, that's me. I want you to know that's me. I want you to hold me accountable. Right now, do it. Do it. Just grab somebody. Grab somebody next to you. Grab somebody next to you. All right. Grab somebody next to you. Just covet and make with them to say, you know, all you have to do is say, that's me. That's me doesn't have to be more than that just you're just making it that commitment that's me all right lord we want to see greater things i know i do 2023 even more lord you prophesied that over me you prophesied i believe you you prophesied that there is a 
2023, you have greater things for us. And you're inviting people. You don't want people to miss out. You love your children. You love your children. You adore your children. So, Lord, it's out of your love that you're pulling them in. You're pulling them in to the greater thing that you have, that there will be such a wondrous things that they get to participate in because of you in their families with their friends in their own lives in their finances in in their health whatever it may be lord you have great things and being used by you not just for themselves but to be used by you to reach other people to love on other people lord to bring your message your love to this world to the world around us so desperately in need of your love so, Lord, we commit to this. We commit to this. Stepping in. We're not going to miss out on what you have. This is not the end, Lord. This is the launch. This is the launch. In your name, amen. Go ahead and be seated. Pastor David's going to come up, and we're going to have a communion time. You know, the scripture talks about communion as a time of remembrance of what the Lord's done for us. But it also is a remembrance of the sacrifice Christ made on our behalf so that we can actually live a life that's pleasing and acceptable to him. So as the ushers come forward, we're going to pass out the elements. What I'd like you to do, it's a, a cup. It's a self-contained cup. There's a wafer on the bottom and juice on the top. Just hold it, and I'll give you instructions. But what I want us to do is, as the Lord is speaking to us today, this is a time where we take it serious. This is not something we just blow off. This is something that we're dedicating ourselves to the Lord because it's a, the scripture says this is a new covenant that he's making with us. It's a new binding agreement. He's already done his part. He's just waiting for us to do ours, you know? And he's the consistent one. We're the inconsistent one. So what God wants to do is God wants to get our attention and he's doing it at the very beginning of the year saying, hey, 2023, I believe this, 2023 could, can be your best year you could ever have spiritually. It's the, that's the Lord's desire for your life. It's whether you want to buy into that or not. And if you don't buy in, the Lord's not going to force you to do it. But you'll be left behind, and, in, and in, next year you'll be wondering, why is so-and-so so much more intense with the Lord? Why is God doing this in their life and he's not doing it in my life? You know why? Because they bought in to what God wants to do. Jesus bought in with everything about him when he went to the cross for you and I. And he, he was so intensely committed to that, he actually sweat drops of blood. And he said, Father, I want, I want this cup to pass from me. But he says, not my will, but yours be done. God's asking for some of us to say to him this morning, not my will, but yours be done. And I believe if you do that, God will show himself to you in a way like you never even imagined. He will open up things, open up opportunities, open up relationships, open up things for you that only he can do for you. So as the elements are being passed out, I want you to think about that and think about how you're going to respond to the Lord.
you know, communion is a very intimate act that Jesus established for us. And he said that he would not participate this, in this act until we were together in heaven with him. That's his desire for you, that you would walk in a relationship with him that was so genuine and so sincere and so pure that you would see him not just when you get to heaven, but every single day. That you'd see him in your workplace, you'd see him in your family, you'd see him when you're going to the stores, and not only would you see him, but you would be him for other people. You know? Let's just, you know, we were talking last night, my wife and my sister-in-law and I were talking just how, how impactful would we be as a community of faith if we would really live like Jesus lived? You know? If we offered ourselves up like Jesus offered himself up for other people. And if we would offer ourselves in a way that people would look at us and say, why are you so different than everyone else around me? And they would come and start asking you and I questions of why we're the way where we are. And we could say is because Christ in me has changed me and transformed me. You know, one of the little girls from Teen Challenge, I don't know whose daughter she is, but she has a love shirt on. And I told her, I said, you know, that's our theme for our church right now, love. But just imagine if we walked around with not just a shirt that says it, but a lifestyle that says it. How impactful that would be to our community. And some of your fa family members that you've been praying for, some of your friends you've been praying for, some of your coworkers you've been praying for, they would experience that love in such a way that it would draw them to the Lord. So Lord, right now, before we take communion, we just ask if, if there's anything in our lives that are unpleasing to you, that Lord, we would confess those to you. Because Lord, you are faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us. And Lord, I pray that right now, each and every one of us, no matter how young we are in the faith, no matter how old we are in the faith, that God, we will make a resolve that this year would be the year that we would take it serious. That Lord, we would not allow the things of our life or the things of our world to pull us down, but Lord, we would be drawn into an intimacy with you like we've never had before. And we thank you for that, Father. If you want to open the bottom of your cup, there's a wafer. You know, this wafer is a symbolic representation of the body of Jesus Christ. You know, the body that was broken for you and I that we can have wholeness. Just think of that. Someone else took it all and was broken for you so you can be whole. You can be free. You can walk in absolute freedom in every area of your life. That's what this represents, and it's small, but it's powerful. So, Lord, we just bless this wafer and ask that as we partake of it this morning, that we will not just be taking something that represents your body, but, Lord, we will be demonstrating your body to those around us. In Christ's name we ask. God bless you as you take. Scripture tells us that this cup represents the new covenant. 
And I love that because it's an opportunity for you and I to make a new commitment to the Lord. And my prayer and my desire for you is that as you partake of this cup this morning, that you would do that individually, personally, with all sincerity and dedication to the Lord. Shall we bless the cup? Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we all stand? Lord, we just worship you this morning. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the sacrifice you made on the cross for us. We thank you that, Lord, we don't have to be perfect. We just have to press in, that we could just draw close to you. And your word says, if we draw near to God, you will draw near to us. So, Lord, this year we dedicate our lives to you, that we would draw closer to you in areas we never thought imaginable, but, Lord, with a way that would draw us to a deeper intimacy with you. And if you believe that, say amen. 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 Well, Teen Challenge Choir is going to come and get ready. While they're doing that, why don't you turn and greet someone, say hello. Hey, we're glad you're here this morning. Uh, if you do not uh, get our, we send out a Friday e-newsletter. If you don't get that, I think most people do, but if you don't, uh, please sign up for that. Uh, also, uh, we want you to know that if you're a guest or visitor, there's a communication card in the pew in front of you. You could just uh, grab that, fill it out. We're gonna be taking an offering at the end of service today. Uh, we're having Teen Challenge Choir is gonna be here, and they're gonna be uh, doing the, uh, some worship for us and giving us some testimonies is always a highlight of our, our January and our year. I want to tell you, uh, how many of you like to plan ahead? Okay. We are doing a marriage refresher seminar weekend. Okay. And uh, Dr. Shelley's going to be here. And I'm giving you plenty of notice. Okay. Here. This is what I don't want you to do. In July, I don't want you to come up and tell me, oh, I got all these problems going on. You know? The, the worst time to find out you have a dead battery is when you're out in the middle of nowhere. 
and you wanna, you wanna have your batteries recharged, and we believe in investing in families, we believe in investing in people. If you're married, you need to schedule your time right now, okay? And David, the Teen Challenge yeah. marriages will be Teen invited Challenge, as well. you're welcome to come as well. There's no charge for anything we do with Teen Challenge. The rest of the, the, rest of the church will pay for it, okay? <laughs> and don't you dare skimp, don't you dare skip on the offering for them because you're trying to factor out how much the weekend's gonna cost, okay? But we want you to plan ahead. And Shelly is a, a therapist. She's a pastor. She's got a, 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 her own counseling business that she does. She does training for churches. Uh, she is uh, stellar. She does stuff that a lot of people would pay thousands and thousands of dollars for. So you could either pay me now or you could pay me later. And I'd rather you come and get invested in your marriages, okay? Uh, our missionary partners, I uh, want to thank God that we're still working with our, our global partners. We had a great time Thursday evening. We actually had the Thirst Conference Thursday night for our global ministry partners. And we had people from India and Nepal and Lebanon and uh, the foreign state of Washington were watching us even. It was great. Uh, did I miss any? Is that all of them? Okay, I think that was all of them. But we had a great time. Our ministry partners of the week, this week we want you to pray for are Jacob and Tatum Green. Jacob was actually a, a kid in this church. Uh, and uh, he is actually now the director of uh, uh, Youth with a Mission in Atlanta. And they do global ministry. They travel all over the world. They train teams. They have discipleship teams. They take people all over the world. And uh, Jacob and Tatum, they have a little boy. They actually, this last year, they actually had a, a little boy that was born with massive uh, complications and passed away. So pray that the, the comfort of the Holy Spirit would comfort them as a family. I know it was a very difficult time for them. They're a great couple and we love them a lot. And then our, our other thing we want to pray for is pray for the families in Crossroads. You know, pray for your brothers and sisters. Pray that God would strengthen them. Pray that their marriages, of those that are married, that have strong marriages, those that are single, that God would provide all of their needs and minister to them and help and strengthen them. Amen? We, remember, we're, we're the family of the Lord. You know that? You may not have biological family here, like our kids are scattered all over the country, and you're our family. Yesterday, little Winston, it was so sweet. He was up here sitting next to me during the service, and he was, he was my communion assistant. He wanted to help move the trays and move the tables and everything. And he's sitting here during Pastor Lynn's exhortation, preaching time, and he's like, well, Pastor, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? You know, he's just a little sponge soaking it in. And I tell you, you may have children that other people could pour into because some, anyone know as a parent, sometimes it's hard to speak to your own kids. Well, we believe it takes a village, and it takes this village to raise up a community. And it takes this village to speak into the lives. And God has given you aunties and uncles and nephews and nieces that we can blend together to develop the community of Christ with. Amen? So we're thankful for that. Uh, we're gonna, like I said, we're going to wait upon you for your tithes and offerings later. So if you did not come ready to give uh, in the offering, you could ask your neighbor for their wallet and give generously to Teen Challenge at the end, okay? And uh, one other thing is they have a table out here. They get so sick and tired of taking everything down and taking it home, so you guys should buy it all, okay? All right, so Teen Challenge, come. We're glad to have you part of our ministry. All right, well, thank you so much for having us. And uh, just 
I was uh, here for the for the Thirst Conference and really was just blessed by uh, what God had to speak through the different speakers. And uh, it's amazing how God uses us and speaks His words through us. And uh, so, um, and and one of the things that kind of stuck with me, and this is definitely ties in with Pastor David Wilkerson, who started Teen Challenge. Um, he the first time he went out to went out to New York City, he went out there to his goal what he thought his goal was, was to save the young men in the trial. For those of you that don't know, he, uh, he, he was reading through Life magazine. God uh, really just kind of appointed him to read through that. And he saw this, this picture, a mural of young men who had uh, beat up and killed a young boy with polio. And so he thought that that, those men, specific, those young men in the field. But when he went out there, he was thrown out of the court, laughed out, ridiculed, rejected, dejected, failed, and he went home. And we don't know exactly how he thought, but I know I would think rejected, I failed, like, God, is that really what you wanted me to do? But uh, as we were, as I was hearing in the Thirst Conference, um, one of the things, one of the phrases that came up several times is man's rejection brings about God's direction. And we have to use perseverance in our faith. And so David Wilkerson, in his faith, faith in God, said, no, there was a reason I went out there. Went back out the next week, and a gang member recognized him. Said, you're that preach that was trying to help the gang members. Said, yeah. And it opened a door to minister to, a door that would have never been open. At least, it probably would not have opened he was able to preach and teach and love on the gang members, the leaders. There was leaders that got saved out of the gangs because of man's rejection and his perseverance and his faith and saying, I got to go back out there. Maybe that wasn't my exact mission field, but God had something for me. So in, in spite of man's rejection, in spite of the court, the judge, the bailiff, the, the media, everyone who rejected him, in spite of that, he was persevered, went back out, and God gave direction. And today, there's well over a thousand teen challenges in the world. Over a thousand. But without, without seeing that it was God's direction, without persevering, without having the faith, there would be something, because it's, it's God's plan. There'd always be something, but it wouldn't look the same. And so when we're rejected, know that God's direction is there for us. And that is what Teen Challenge is built on. And that's what some of the greatest faith is built on, is when we're rejected, to step through and persevere and say, you know what? I refuse to, to lay down. And so uh, that is what Teen Challenge is built on. And um, we love that Teen Challenge is built on the perseverance and uh, of stepping through even in rejection. So we have a video for you. So watch the video, please.
stuck to the ground But I hear truth remind me You are right behind me Go ahead and break the mold I'm gonna be bold Gotta hold my head up Cause I know when I get up In the victory I already hold I'm gonna be strong Gotta get my heart up Cause I know who's side I'm on Got a heart that's killing a faith like gold I'm gonna be bold how you will know that you are my disciples by the way you love one another.
somebody with a hurt that I could have held Somebody with a hand that I could have held When I just can't see past myself Lord, help me be a little more like mercy A little more like grace A little more like kindness, goodness, love and faith A little more like patience A little more like peace A little more like Jesus A little less like me I've been saved from who I used to be But even at my best I must confess I still need help to see the way you see Somebody with a hurt that I could have held Somebody with a hand that I could have held When I just can't see past myself Lord help me be a little more like mercy, a little more like grace, a little more like kindness, goodness, love and faith, a little more like patience, a little more like peace, a little more like Jesus, a little less like church. <laughs> My name is Amaya and I am 22 years old. Um, growing up, life was very unstable. My mother and father were separated and on top of that, my mom was homeless. So I was just always going back and forth from one place to another. Um, when I was 11, I was introduced to marijuana. Um, a little later down the line, I was introduced to methamphetamine um, by a former boyfriend. I ended up moving out of my grandmother's house pretty quickly and moved into his house and it just spiraled out of control. Um, it became a very abusive relationship physically and mentally. Um, within a year, um, I got out of that relationship and I just, in my mind, I never wanted to give my whole to somebody else. And, um, I started prostituting at a, um, the age 18. Um, 
seeing now, I started giving bits of my bits of pieces of myself to this world, and um, I just lived for that dangerous lifestyle. I felt like since I'm getting everything I wanted and needed, uh, this is that's where I belonged. Um, July 4th of 2021, I found out I was pregnant with my baby, Allie. Um, I knew I needed help. I had been on the run from probation for a while, and um, I called my probation officer and told him I'm going to come turn myself in, and by the grace of God, I did end up in jail. Um, I walked through the doors of Teen Challenge um, October 12th of 2021. My probation was actually the one who told me about it. I knew about Teen Challenge prior to that. My mother had went through the program, but she did not complete the program. I am very proud to stand before you guys and tell you I have broke the chains of those addictions. I am a completed student of Teen Challenge. Um, I had my daughter February 28th and I completed November 1st. Um, Teen Challenge has done some wonderful things in my life. I'm learning how to have friendship and I'm around good people. Um, I'm learning what healthy relationships looks like and I'm learning how to be a godly mother to my daughter. <laughs> I'm having a lot of help and people guiding me in the right ways to do it. Um, for that, the verse that I stand on this season is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope in a future. Thank you. How beautiful are the feet of the messenger. Tell you about my Jesus. 
to Calvary, pay the price for all my guilty. Who would care that much about me? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Oh, He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that He can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and His grace is free. And the good news is, I know that He can do. Church. Uh, my name is Jorge. I'm 37 years old. <laughs> um, I'm from Santa Rosa. Um, uh, let me see. From the beginning, I guess uh, I didn't know I didn't know I had a father until the age of almost four. Um, I was introduced to sex at a very young age. Um, uh, Five-year-olds are, are not supposed to know and uh, do stuff like that, and um, I'm guessing she something happened through that she she taught me. Well, anyways, growing up, uh, I was uh, beat up a lot in school and in the streets. Um, I had to learn to start defending myself at a also young age, and um, truth be told, um, I liked it. You know, I like I like. Uh, once I got into junior high, I started, uh, you know, getting into a certain lifestyle where um, it was almost mandatory, you know, and uh, I was involved uh, with the gang and um, drugs, alcohol, all experienced with pretty much everything before the age of, uh, you know, uh, I was just doing a lot, doing a lot. Uh, I have a son. Uh, when I was 20, he was born. Um, I just, you know, that, that lifestyle, getting in trouble with police and, and, and hurting people. Um, I wanted a way out, but I didn't know how. You know, I've tried uh, rehabs and nothing really worked. Um, I called Teen Challenge and uh, they answered the phone. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Thank you, it turned my life around. Uh, Teen Challenge has taught me life skills, work skills, and uh, instead of hurting people, um, I love people. I, lo I love. <laughs> yeah, uh, Teen Challenge has changed my life, and honestly, um, thank God, you know, for being patient with me and 
my family sees it. Um, these people see it, you know. God first, <laughs> family second, you know, and friends because they're like family. Go Niners. Um, <coughs> the life verse that I stand on is uh, James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let, perse let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Amen. I don't even know how to follow that. Like, um, Good morning, church. My name is Christina. I'm 32 years old. I'm from a very small town about an hour south of the Oregon border, population about 3,000. Uh, my life started out pretty normal. My parents separated when I was really young, so most of my family holiday memories involved getting tossed from house to house. Um, I was bullied very heavily in school um, to the point that my parents elected to take me out of traditional school and to put me into homeschool. But with homeschool comes an abundance of free time. And with an abundance of free time, I ended up pregnant with my first son at 16. I married my son's father, who was both physically and emotionally abusive. And I tried to make it work for almost six years using prescription pain pills to numb my pain. Um, in that household, prescription pills were like Tylenol. Anything hurt, uh, you would take one. Anything hurt. And then I started realizing that I was taking them because I was trying to cover up the fact that I was emotionally hurting and there was a hole that I couldn't fill. Um, I finally got up the courage and strength to leave him, but uh, by that time the damage was already done and I was already addicted. Um, without a steady supply of pain pills, uh, I ended up moving from that to heroin. And within a matter of a year, I completely destroyed my life. Um, I graduated nursing school at 18, but with heroin, there is no normal. There is no trying to work and trying to have a household. It doesn't work like that. So within the matter of a year, I lost my job, my house, my children, almost my life. I was completely desperate for money, out of options, and I ended up committing a string of commercial burglaries and landed myself in jail with a 10-year local prison sentence, which was actually a gift from God because the first time I stood before the judge, the first deal that they gave me was 15 to life in a federal penitentiary. I thought my life was over. I thought it was done, that nobody, I was never going to see anybody ever again. Um, it was in jail that a chaplain reached out to me uh, and slid an application for Teen Challenge under my door. And my only thought at that time was I wanted to get out of jail. I wanted to not be in jail. But thank God that chaplain didn't give up on me because the next week he didn't even like ask for me to come out of my cell. He just knocked on the door and he said, Christina. Did you turn in the application? Yeah, I turned in the application. And he just kept walking. And then the next week, do you want to come talk to me? And that started my process of, of learning about Jesus. I prayed and waited and wrote Teen Challenge every two weeks for 15 months, hoping to God that they were going to allow me to come to Teen Challenge in lieu of the rest of my jail time. They did, and here I am. I have uh, since completed the program and actually graduated. I am a staff member for Teen Challenge, but I wanted to share a miracle with you, which is probably the greatest lesson that I learned in Teen Challenge. Um, when you're in Teen Challenge and you're a student, you are asked to write out your testimony. And I was writing out my testimony for the first time, and God gave me a promise. He said, my children will be returned to you in my timing, not yours, and you need to be okay with that testimony at choir services throughout my studentship, throughout my internship, and I would repeat that. 
My children are going to be returned to me in my timing, not his, and I need to be okay with that. Well, a year ago, I received a call out of the blue from the Department of Human Services that my son, my youngest son, had been removed from a dangerous situation and asked me if I wanted to have my son back. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to put forth any work. God literally plucked him up and gave him back to me when the timing was right. And that's why the verse that I stand on is Deuteronomy 30:19. I now call heaven and earth today as witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Um, really quick, I just wanted to take a minute and tell you guys thank you so much. Every year you bless us abundantly. You take us in. You, you feed us physically. You feed us spiritually. And, and we love you guys for it. Um, if you, anybody out there knows anybody that needs help or just wants to take a moment and have actual, tangible, real proof that our God is living and that he loves us, take a minute and talk to one of these wonderful people that are up here, the beautiful Teen Challenge ladies that are in the audience, talk to them, hear their stories. It is such a spiritual refresh when you get to see women that are walking out their faith. You get to see men that are walking out their faith each and every day. And with that, the Holy Spirit comes like a flood.
Teen Challenge, and a real life coming Teen Challenge, and for those of you that don't know anything about Teen Challenge, it is full of grit and rigor. <laughs> full of it. If you ask each and every one of them, they maybe uh, it could have had one of the worst days of their life there, and their best day of their life there, but when they persevere, and they push through, that God brings the true blessing. But even the worst day in Teen Challenge is still far better than the rock bottom before they came in. And because of the, uh, because of the dream and vision that Pastor David Wilkerson had early on and, and what God has done continually in Teen Challenge and what they do continually day in and day out, uh, all of these things are made possible because, first of all, there's, there's obedience that we walk in that. They walk in that. We all walk in that. And when we don't, we fall, get back up, have to get going again. But it would be so, so, so much more difficult to do what we do. It's so much more difficult for them to do what they do if it wasn't for people and churches just like you. Because you come alongside and you partner with, you pray with, you cry with, you give with, you volunteer with us. And because of your faithfulness, because of your obedience, and because of what you have done for the kingdom of God, it would be possible without it. But it's so much, so much easier when people partner together and pray together and love together. And so even though we have a lot of grit and rigor in Teen Challenge, it's possible because of the partnership between you and God and partnering with Teen Challenge. So thank you so much for what you do. Thank you so much for being here uh, every Sunday. Yeah. 
forgiving, for volunteering, yeah. and making it so that a church and a people just like you can partner with Teen Challenge and can work with Teen Challenge and can pray because everybody talks about, oh yeah, we really need the money, really need this, we really need this and that. But without, without your prayer support, what is Teen Challenge without God? Yes. It's a good program, but that's it without God. It's a good structure, good program, but there's a lot of good programs out there that don't have God. Yeah, that's right. So without the prayer support and without your partnership, it's all for naught. So thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for allowing us to be here. And uh, just when you, when you make that commitment in life, whatever that commitment is, and you work it out in grit and rigor, and you do those things, just know that God will always be faithful to bless you and whatever that is. And so yeah, as, as you're thinking today, you pray today, what can I do? Just listen. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Amen. Hey, we're going to take an offering, but before we do, I just, I really felt the Holy Spirit when you guys were singing that last song. Uh, there's a couple things I need to say. One for you, brother, is uh, the, I felt like as you were sharing your testimony, the Lord wanted you to know that, and I, I don't do this all the time calling people out, but you, you're, you can handle it. I know it. Um, the Lord's telling you that he is going to restore to you those ages that were lost and that, that the Lord... That the Lord is going to restore those things that you've cried out to him that others have not heard, but he has heard through your voice, and he's going to restore, and your latter days are going to be better than your former days, and that the Lord is going to, is, is going to restore not just those ages that were lost, but the, the sense of purity, the sense of, of solitude that you needed to have, the sense of rightness that God wants to give you, and he's going to restore it in a way that is going to be so supernatural, and, and you're going to be uh, not only an example and a testimony, but you're going to be a loud voice who will speak forth to others who are in similar situations. And because of the healing that the Lord's brought in your life, you're going to be able to guide and lead and direct them into, uh, into healing in their own lives. Now, I don't usually call people out like that, so I, 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 would, I just really felt... When you were sharing, the Lord was really speaking that to my spirit, and I would be disobedient to the Lord if I did not tell you that publicly. Since you shared publicly, I had to tell you publicly, okay? Uh, second thing that the Lord wants to do is I really feel that there are people in this sanctuary right now that you need God to physically touch your body. There's something physically in you that you're going through right now that the Holy Spirit wants to release healing. Let me see who that is, okay? Look around. If you're sitting near someone, I want you just to reach over and put a hand on them. And we're going to pray and we're going to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe our God is Jehovah Rapha. We believe our God is the God who heals. So right now we come to you, Lord, not in our own ability, not in our own strength, but we come to you by the declaration of your word. The word of God says, by your stripes we are healed. And Lord God, I pray for each and every man, woman, and child in this room 
Those that may be listening online, you just need to lay hands on yourself if there's no one there to buy you. Lord, we come together in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who conquered sin and death and the one who brings healing. Your word says that, Jesus, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you never change. And so, Lord God, right now we ask and pray that the Holy Spirit would just envelop this room, envelop each and every person, envelop us in a, in a supernatural way, Lord. And I, br- I pray, Lord, that you'll be uh, releasing healing in bodies, Lord. I speak against uh, cancers, Lord, that you're touching uh, people with cancer right now and you're restoring their bodies, Lord. You're touching their, their immune systems, Lord, and you're, you're giving an infusion of, of supernatural health and wellness into their bodies, Lord. And Father, I also want to pray specifically, Lord, there's uh, someone that, that is, is needing a, a touch in their, I, I guess, in the back of their head. There's, there's some really uh, painful uh, areas in the back of their head. I don't know what it's from, if it's from migraine or whatever, but Lord, you're touching in a supernatural way. Those, uh, and I, specifically, it's a man. I don't know who that is, but that's you. Wave, wave your hand if you're here. If that's you, wave your hand. Do I see that? Anyone here? Uh, okay. Lord, I, I also, uh, Lord, I, 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 I really sense a, uh, a, an issue with joints and mobility, that there's a locking in, I, I think it's an elbow or a shoulder I'm getting, that, Lord, that you want to touch uh, that body right now. I pray that the oil of your Holy Spirit would lubricate those joints. That, Father, I don't know if it's arthritis or it's from an injury, but, Lord, I know you're, you're touching my elbow and my shoulder. And I pray, Father, that the Holy Spirit would just flood into us right now. And, Lord, for each and every other person that has a hand raised this morning, Lord, God, you know specifically what they're asking for. And, Lord, sometimes they may not even know what they're asking for. But, Lord, you are still the same God. Who sees them. One of your names, I love this name in scripture, is Elroy. I am the God who sees. And Lord, you see in our bodies, you see into our spirits, you see into our minds, you, spe- you even see to those of us that are dealing with depression and anxiety and worry and fear. God, you see all that. And your other name is Jehovah Rapha. I am the God who heals you. And so, Lord, the same God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever, the same God that healed the the woman with the issue of the blood, the same God that healed the blind eyes, the same God that healed the diseased and the crippled, Lord, we call upon your name right now that you would minister supernaturally to your sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want to tell you something. God God has shifted our church. I don't know if you know that, but God has shifted crossroads. And every year we have the Daniel fast, God does something else. And one of the things that we're gonna see, you're gonna start seeing a, a, a manifestation of the supernatural in tangible ways in this church. And not only in this church, but those of you that opt in to do what God's calling you to do, you're gonna start to see it not just here on Sunday, not just here on Wednesday when we have our life groups are going or in our small groups, but you're going to see it in your families. You're going to see it in your workplaces. You're going to see it sitting across the coffee table with someone. You're going to see it standing in the line in the supermarket with someone because God wants to activate supernatural gifts. They were not the exception in the New Testament. They were the norm. And we've institutionalized the healing ministry to professionals. And you know what? Y'all are professionals, okay? God wants to use you as his sons and daughters, as demonstrators of the supernatural. Pastor Lynn has a word, and then we're going to wait upon you for an offering.
Okay, I really feel like there's some in this room that you really struggle with um, depression, oppression, that that uh, sense of that it kind of comes on you like a wave. And I believe that it's connected to um, some things that the Lord wants to heal in you, in memory, in your memories, in your experiences of your past. And the Lord wants to give you the oil of joy. He wants to trade up for you. If you experience that, you know, sometimes it's not constant, but there's waves of it. The Lord says, I want, uh, you're going to have to stand up, okay? Please stand up. That's you. Stand up. Okay. The Lord wants to give you oil of joy. Some of you, it's more consistent than others. Some of you, it's more, it's more, um, it comes like waves. It comes like waves. And the Lord is saying, you know what? See, he's come that we might have abundant life. And you know, he wants to bring stabilization to you. He's your foundation. He's your sure foundation. Hebrews tells us, the book of Hebrews tells us that he is the anchor for our soul. And our soul is our emotional center. That means I'm going to stabilize you. Some of this is directly connected to the way you believe, some of the things that have been spoken against you. You don't, you don't connect it in the, in the sense of depression, but it's something that's been spoken into your spirit. And the Lord is bringing his life to you right now. Okay? Would you just lift your hand? believe him you don't have to beg for what he's already paid for did you hear me you know what Kim Benz I want you to come up here I want you to do this prayer I just feel like I want you to come up here and do this prayer you do not have to beg for what he already paid for come on Christ paid for every single thing. There's nothing lacking, Lord, in your work. Father God, I pray that your spirit come right now and heal every broken heart. I ask that you give each person the courage to surrender every place to you. I ask for a releasing of forgiveness divine grace flood in these hearts lord and father i see the chains falling away and i see the hard places become pink and live again in jesus name thank you and you know as the as pastor lynn was speaking the lord is speaking to me as well and he was saying that um, those of you that are standing right now or stood right now that he is he, Lord speaks to me in pictures very clearly and there was a picture of a uh, it was like a it was stone but it, it was black like asphalt and as we were praying for you um, the asphalt and the stone had a fissure that was in it and the fissure broke open and out of that fissure came a plant and as, as that plant, as Pastor Lynn was praying over you and uh, Kim was praying over you, I kept seeing that plant get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And the Lord wants you to know that there's a, that, that, 
there is going to be a progressive uh, restoration of joy in your life. And uh, that, that plant that was, was actually growing was actually, uh, it turned out to be a princess palm tree, which I don't know if you know the princess palms, but they're the really tall, skinny ones that just sway in the wind. And the wind is the wind of the Holy Spirit that wants to breathe in you. And I want to encourage you that if those of you that are dealing with depression, one of the greatest cures, one of the greatest healings for depression is just basting yourself in the presence of the Lord and uh, praying in the Spirit. If you don't have a heavenly prayer language, you need to talk to someone and let us pray with you that you could receive that because it doesn't, it, 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 it doesn't make you weird. It makes you whole. It makes you healthy. It makes you strong. That's why scripture says, build up yourself in your most holy faith by praying in the spirit. And sometimes, like Paul says, sometimes I pray with understanding, which is in your, your mother tongue, whichever language it is. It's either English or Spanish or Hindi or whatever it is. And also sometimes you need to pray in the spirit because you don't know how to pray. And you pray with groanings. And if you've ever been in a place where there's that intensity, you don't know how to pray. And, you know, the enemy loves to come in and push your buttons. And depression is a great way for you to take joy out of your life. So let's, if that's you, you just need to just talk to someone about the filling of the Spirit and let the Holy Spirit pour upon you in a supernatural way. Amen? Amen? All right, ushers, we're going to wait upon uh, you for your tithes and offerings this morning. You know, God is so good. You know that? He is so good to you. And uh, I told Teen Challenge, we want to bless them. We always bless them uh, financially. And uh, who all is here with Teen Challenge today? If you're any part of Teen Challenge, okay. Uh, uh, Pastor Nick and Pastor Rebecca are going to take you to In-N-Out, okay? And I want you to slam that grill so they have, they just get destroyed, okay? And some of you guys, I won't say gals, but some of you guys can put down a double-double, a quad-quad. Don't you dare get a single and go home hungry, okay? Uh, you eat whatever you want, okay? Let's bless this offering. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for these tithes and offerings. We ask that you would bless each gift and giver. And Lord, we just bless this offering for the establishment of your kingdom, for your glory. I pray that we would be good stewards and managers of these resources. Help us, Lord, to take these resources and bless not just Teen Challenge, but our ministry partners and our local ministries and our jail ministries and our life groups and all of those things. Lord, we bless this offering. We bless these tithes to you, God. Now bless both the gift and the giver in Christ's name. God bless you as you give. In the valley, I know you're here with me. And surely your goodness and your mercy follow me. So my weapons are praise and thanksgiving. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I praise you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I look. Sing it out. It may look like I'm surrounded. 
This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. You know, that's how we fight our battles. We don't fight it in the flesh, we fight it in the spirit. We fight it through worship. Worship is your weapon, worship is what gives you the breakthrough. So I want to encourage you to keep worshiping the Lord. Amen? Amen. Teen Challenge, thank you for your ministry. We bless you. Father, we just thank you for this day. We pray your Holy Spirit would just continue to lead, guide, and direct us. I pray your blessing upon every one of your sons and daughters. Now, Lord, we just go forth from this place. And Lord, I pray that we would go out of this place not just singing songs here, but Lord, worshiping you as we go and glorifying you as we go, Lord. And we just thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Fellowship with one another, love on one another, and we'll see you next Sunday. Oh, and uh, by the way, Crossroads, our Crossroads Connect starts this coming Wednesday. Woo! Yay!